When Sheila Woods and I knew that we were to be appointed to Dauphin Way, we began to dream. We dreamed literally at night of this experience. Uh, Sheila shared with me that uh, she dreamed that we were all on a bus, that I was driving, and that we just drove and we drove and we drove, but we seemed to be getting nowhere. And then suddenly we arrived, and there was a brass band playing. I dreamed that I showed up here the first Sunday utterly unprepared. I had no robe, no order of worship, no sermon, and no shoes. (laughs) And yet, we also dreamed in the daylight. We imagined what it would be to be here and to be among you. We were so eager, we were so expectant. Woods kept calling me and asking me if he could come and visit in a clandestine way. And I kept saying, no, Woods, that's not how it works. We can't do that. We have to wait. And so our sense of expectancy just grew and grew and grew. And perhaps you too were wondering, what will it be like? And now we are here, and I must tell you that being here is even better, much better even than imagining it. It is so good. And yet we are still dreaming, still imagining what the future will be like. How will it be in six months, a year, two years, three years, four years, and and on into the future? What will it be like? It is our nature as human beings to Imagine the future. And this morning, as we baptized precious little Eleanor Abigail, we imagined her future. And indeed, we proclaimed her future in a very real way. We said, this is who she is. And this will be her future. The first disciples of Jesus were gathered on the first Easter evening. They were in Jerusalem, and Jerusalem had been the place they wanted to be. They had imagined what it would be like to follow Jesus to Jerusalem. They envisioned His coming to Jerusalem and coming into power, and they dreamed of sharing that power with him. And of course, that dream had turned into a terrible nightmare. Jesus had been brutally executed. They had been there for part of that, and they had been devastated. And now, A couple of them had seen the empty tomb. A couple of them had experienced the presence of the risen Christ. And the others had heard that Jesus had been raised from death. And so they were wondering, what does this mean? How does this affect our future? What will it be like now that we have heard this? What are we to make of it? And what is to become of us in light of this thing of which we have heard. And as they were pondering that, Jesus himself stood among them. And they were terrified. 
they thought him either a phantom or a figment of their imagination. They were terrified because he had come to them from a realm of which they had only dreamed. They had never been beyond death. And here he was, coming back from death and standing before them. And they were terrified and they thought, is this real? And Jesus began to speak to them. And as we hear what Jesus said to them, we hear something of how he was preparing them for their future. And as we listen in, we hear things that prepare us for our future. Jesus gives them gifts in this moment that will enable them to be the people they are to be going forward. He gives them first the gift of his assurance. He invites them to touch him, to examine his solidity. He he wants them to know that he is not a phantom. He is not a fantasy. He is himself, and he eats in their presence as evidence of this. And this is to be for them the assurance that his resurrection is true. You see, the ancient Hebrews were not satisfied with the notion of an immortal soul. They looked for the resurrection of the body. They understood that human life is integrated into a whole. There is no separation between body and soul. And they looked for life beyond death. That one would die and be dead. And that God would raise that one from death into life. And so when Jesus invites them to touch him, to see his solidity, he is saying to them, it has happened. It is true. And this confirmed this for them. And Jesus said to them, you are to be witnesses of this. You are to be the witness of my death and resurrection. My death and resurrection as an event in time, but Also, death and resurrection as an ongoing pattern of life, a a spiritual process, you are to bear witness to how life works in death and resurrection. This is our baptismal identity. We were buried, therefore, with Christ into baptism so that as he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And they are to be witnesses of this, and they are to bear the witness in themselves. It isn't just something they say, something they tell. It is who they are. And it is from them that we have received this great gift. We know of death and of resurrection because they bore witness to it in their time And those to whom they bore witness, bore witness to the next generation and to the next and to the next and to the next until we received the gift. And so our confidence goes all the way back to these apostles. 
And those who bore witness to us bore that witness not just as a message they proclaimed, but as a way of life they lived. We saw in them the evidence of their death to sin and their being raised to new life, and we believed their testimony because of who they were. And they have borne witness to us. And as we dream forward about our future, we, we, we really should remain oriented toward death and resurrection as a way of life. Whatever else we might say about ourselves as a congregation or as individuals or as families, the truth of the matter is, is that our life is marked by death and resurrection. And of course, there have been moments when we have stood before death. There will be moments when in the midst of life we will face death. And in that moment when death happens, we will be able to accept that reality, knowing, believing, trusting that there is life beyond death. And it will make all the difference. On Sunday mornings, I pray for those who have gone on to be with the Lord. We say we believe in the communion of saints. And the communion of saints means nothing less than that they are connected to Christ, we are connected to Christ, and through that common connection to Christ, we are joined to one another. We have Christ in common. They on the other side, we on this side, and we are all one in Christ. And so I remember those who've gone before on Resurrection Day, and I pray for them. There will be moments when we will affirm this, but more than that, in addition to that, is the pattern, the process of death and resurrection. That is who we are. A people who are always dying to the old. If anyone is in Christ, The old has passed away. See, there is a new creation, Paul says. And so we are a people who are always dying and always being raised to life. And death and resurrection mark the frontier of our faith, of our life. We are always moving toward death and toward resurrection. And we are always moving through death and through resurrection into life. That is who we are. And we are surrendered to Christ in that way. Jesus opened their minds to understand the Scriptures concerning these things, concerning His suffering, death, and resurrection. They knew the Scriptures. They had heard the Scriptures. But in this moment, they died to the old assumptions. They died to the old presuppositions. They died to the old legalism. And they rediscovered their sacred writings as if for the first time. It was as if they were hearing them for the first time. And they were raised to new insight, to new freedom. And Jesus, in that moment, launched these disciples into a great adventure of reimagining law and prophet and psalms in light of his suffering, death, and resurrection. And they came to embrace the whole of it. They came to embrace his suffering, his death, his resurrection as he embraced their suffering, their death, their resurrection. They ceased trying to use Scripture to manage or justify their lives. They surrendered to Christ, 
they let Jesus be the Christ in the only way that he could be the Christ. And they embraced the whole of his life and allowed him to embrace the whole of their lives. Sisters and brothers, God's preferred future for us is that of knowing Christ, of knowing the power of his resurrection. of becoming like him in his suffering, in his death. It is that of knowing Christ and knowing that we are known by Christ. In her book, To Pray and to Love, Roberta Bondi says that we cannot love those whom we do not know. Not really. That love requires an intimacy. And so our future is one of coming to know with more and more intimacy the Lord Jesus Christ so that He forms us in his own image. It is a fullness of life that is infused with grace in every aspect. It is a holy wholeness that, that involves the whole of our lives. Moments of pain and disappointment and failure, moments of joy and triumph and celebration. Christ is all in all. And that is the life of discipleship. That is the life of opening ourselves continually to His Word, of hungering for His presence and His Word and His Spirit. And that is our future. And such a future, so built upon grace, so permeated with grace, cannot simply be planned or programmed into existence It depends upon the life, the energy, the the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus gave those disciples the gift of a mission, and he gave them the promise of the Holy Spirit. He says to them, you are to be my witnesses to all nations. And there, of course, is the great challenge, isn't it? to be with those who are unlike us, to cross those boundaries that are often dividing walls of hostility. To be toward others the presence of Christ who makes peace. And so we are always called, we can be certain that our future includes our growing in our ability to to relate to those who are unlike us. That is a part of his mission. It is a part of our commission. And yet we are not able to do that by ourselves. Christ calls us to move beyond ourselves, but we cannot do this by our effort alone. We cannot run away from our failures and our faults. 
Jerusalem had been the place of their great failure. Jerusalem had been the place where they had been so bitterly disappointed, had suffered such failure, had been so much in fear, and Jesus said to them, stay there until you receive power from on high. Stay in that place of your great failure until God gives you an ability that is beyond you and lifts you by the power of resurrection into a new place. We cannot run away from our fears and failures. We must face them, but we do not face them alone. We put on Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we must always wait upon the Spirit. We must always listen and discern with the Spirit's guidance. And it is with the power of the Spirit's gift of divine love that our love grows and we are led to new places and to new people and to new expressions of love and grace and peace toward others. And the end of it all is to know Christ and to know the power of His resurrection, to share in His suffering, becoming like Him in His death, The end of it all is to know the love of God to such extent that we love God. Little Eleanor Abigail already knows the love of God. She knows it in her family. And we have said on this day she will know it through us. Isn't that wonderful? She doesn't know that she knows the love of God yet. (laughs) But she will. And she will grow in that knowledge. I love what our funeral ritual says. When we say of the departed, as they have put on Christ and been baptized into Christ, so may they be clothed with glory. And her baptism anticipates that, and our baptism anticipates that. It is who we are. And our future is contained within this beautiful expression of God's grace. It is who we are. It is where we are going. As to the specifics of how that will look, I don't know. I don't know if any of us know. But we have the promise that the Holy Spirit is with us and will guide us and will empower us And we will become the very ones God has made us to be. Our children sang of that. They learned of that. God made them. God made us. God has a purpose for us. God loves us, knows us, 
is always with us. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.